Yes! Rumors and rumbling. That's awesome! Let the filibustering begin. Hey, what's up and howdy, ma'am fam. Hope you're having a great fall. Hope you're doing safe and well out there. It's time for another ma'am movie news rumors rumblings roundup. It's just some of my favorite episodes that we do here. Uh, along with our throwbacks, I can actually take or leave the the new release movies these days. <laughs> it seems like the the average. I don't know. This year's actually been pretty good, but the it's a good year. The hit rate is not great usually with with the new releases, but we're able to vet uh, the movie news topics and uh, the throwback episodes. So maybe that's why I like it. So we've got a lot to talk about on this edition. We do. We've got a big weekly recommends coming for you at the end of the episode. We got some trailer talk, uh, movie announcement, but first. We were already in Oscar season last week. I officially uh, cut mm-hmm. the red ribbon for that. Right. It happens in Hollywood every the year. Industry they, everyone ga- yeah, That's they gather the around yeah. big uh-huh. speakers at the Hollywood Bowl, and they just play the episode where mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. announce right. it's Oscar season. We see that the smoke has so begun. Mm-hmm. And so Variety has apparently listened to that episode, and they've released their already Oscar favorites. Mm-hmm. So I thought this would be fun to go over not only do they have the winners here but they have the nominees for almost every category now granted we are at the beginning of november if you're listening to this episode later on so a few most of these movies have not come out actually uh a lot of the big ones have not so having said that uh let's go over a few of these first any big predictions before I go over the list. Less a prediction and more just, I'm curious as to how many of, or how high up the board Oppenheimer, Barbie, and Killers of the Flower Moon are on, <clears throat> on several of these these categories. It'll be interesting because this year, look, this is what Hollywood always, do, always does, always do. I, I tried to get real um, mm-hmm. grammatical there for a minute. The last six weeks of the year, it's like, oh, by the way, there's, I don't know, 700 movies out. You got to see them all. Like, they're all, they're all important, obviously. Yeah. Um, we crammed them in so tight into this, this six week period. You'll never be able to get to it, but, um, that's, that's what we're going to do. This year, it feels even more so like that. Like, when we were talking about doing this episode, I was like, oh, we can pull up, uh, we can do a movie draft update real fast. And I was like, no, we can't because there's only been one movie that's come out, um, that any of us have on our board. So this year more than ever, and it would be kind of interesting to see if a year after the, the movie that won best picture came out in March, I believe, or or maybe early April, can't remember where everything everywhere was last year, but very late, very early in the year. If then the award circuit was kind of dominated by a couple of movies that came out in, in July and another one that came out before Oscar season really Mm-hmm. kicked off um that'd be kind of an interesting it would, would we see some shift if there if that kind of thing yeah multiple here. years in a row not yeah. an exception yeah that would be nice it would be cool to have good movies sprinkled out throughout the year instead of just roller coasters and ip uh gasms right and then yeah like you said and then in three weeks the stuff we actually like making enjoy <laughs> right. 
<laughs> also, it's the holidays and you're really right. busy. Yeah. Uh-huh. You have Friendsgiving, you have Thanksgiving, you have- <laughs> Also, it's only going to be out in like four cities. Yeah. 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 Hope you live in Minneapolis. But we're going to yeah. be Hope spamming Minneapolis, all Paul, of your feeds with coverage of these, <laughs> right. but you're not going to be able to right. see them. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We picked a new fifth city this year, but- uh, Unfortunately, it's Tucson, Arizona. So, oh, just, yeah, good luck, U of A freaks. <laughs> Hollywood, they should do that though. Should, like the Olympics, they should announce a like new a rat, limited like rat race city yeah. every year. Yeah, yeah. Taylor Swift like, should have done that with the Eras yeah. Tour film. Yeah, like it's only great. showing in. Uh, yeah. yeah, and now yeah, uh, Albuquerque, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Like, oh yeah, yeah. You, you know. can't have international flights. <laughs> To service yeah, it, exactly. like it's got to be like exactly. mid tier yeah. tops, right? Right, yeah, cool. Only awesome. regional airports, yeah. yeah, right. I know a lot of things get rebooted these days, but Rat Race might be really high race. on the list of things mm-hmm. that could use a, a good reboot. Great idea for a movie, just bring back <laughs> Lovitz. It's all I require. <laughs> Hello, right. jealous. So we'll go over this list here. I'll start down at the smaller categories, and we'll work our way to the big ones. Uh, The Best Original Song nominees are interesting this year, believe it or not. We've got another John Batiste joint. Also, coming soon, is Trolls Band Together, Mm. featuring NSYNC slash Justin Timberlake. Have you noticed that how the new mm-hmm. NSYNC stuff is all yeah. NSYNC and Justin Timberlake? He's got to make sure he's come separate. on, bro. come on, bro. Mm-hmm. He's a just man of the woods. Take man. one, he's take one go for off the his woods. Uh, so that song, "Better Place," is not uh, nominated according to them. And the other ones that interested me were first Billie Eilish, "What Was I Made For" from Barbie. Mm-hmm. Great song. Not the Dua Lipa song, which I thought mm-hmm. might have a chance. Total banger. And, of course, it would not be an Academy Awards season without a Diane Warren joint. Gosh. Folks, can you guess or remember, perhaps, which movie the Diane Warren song came from in 2023? I have no idea. What have no was, idea. The, was there a new Herzog? <laughs> <laughs> new Michael Bay? Yeah. Um, no. I don't. I, you're not going to guess, Brian. You've seen this movie, I know for sure, but you're, you're not going to guess even if you've seen it. You don't remember the song "The Fire Inside" from Flamin' Hot, Brian? Oh my <laughs> gosh! <laughs> I had no idea that was a Diane Warren joint. Um, Listen, that to movie's awful. Oof. Oof. That that movie will come up again on our list episode in a few months. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited to, to to talk about it, but. <laughs> I just was would love to see the pitch. Uh, hey, Diane, uh, it's a search. You like Cheetos? No, yeah, <laughs> love you've, you've heard of Flaming Hot Cheetos? Cheetos? Like, well. No, I haven't. Here's a story we made. You know, up. they have them at Seven Eleven. I've never been in a Seven <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> okay, uh, check out. Well, do you want to want this paycheck or <laughs> based on a not true story? Right, Flaming right. Hot. The fire inside it burns. I've never even heard it, but I guarantee you it goes something like that. Uh, but they have What Was I Made For winning Billie yeah. Eilish. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Good song. What about that good Rodrigo song. Hunger Games song? Is that in the mix? I don't know. I, don't, I haven't heard it. I just saw he it. He died. Today. Sugar Man? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I've just found out. It was breaking news. Original score. Give another one to, to Ludwig yeah. for Oppenheimer. That's what they're predicting. Yeah. Okay. Even though Sounds the right. Robbie Robertson does get an arm for Killers yeah, of the Fire Moon, which we sad. enjoyed. The killer I could see maybe because I like Trent too. If mm-hmm. Trent, if that killer score is good, if the killer score is killer, or or their Ninja Turtle score, yeah, that'd be funny. Get that in there. Visual effects they have Oppenheimer taking that one. Okay. Ahead of the likes of the Creator, Guardians mm. Three, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. And no, no across the Spider Verse, I guess can be nominated for visual effects, even though it's hmm. maybe because it's got some that seems live weird. action. Hmm. No, I don't know why that is, but they have it there. Uh, sound Oppenheimer again. Yeah, that's so predictions be right. are. That's the lock of right on, Brian. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't get a perfect that. sound mix. Yeah, they also have Ferrari nominated here. I'm interested to hear Ferrari. that sound mix. Mm-hmm. Car movies are always. Oh, great. Brian, you speak Italian? Yeah. In the sound mm-hmm. department. Awesome trailer. Yeah, I still haven't seen it. I still haven't seen it. <laughs> you haven't um, seen the trailer? Sure I'll catch it over the next week or two. Oh, I don't awesome. seek out trailers anymore. It's just if it. I mean, if if a Star Wars movie comes out, I'll do that. But otherwise, I just kind of wait for it to happen in theaters. It didn't. It, it didn't show it in Killers of the Flower Moon for you. Interesting. Yeah, we may have gotten late. I don't remember. Mm. That was. 14 years ago, you know, mm-hmm. when I walked into that theater. So yeah. uh, for some reason, I still, I still will show up knowing there's going to be trailers. I'll show up 10 minutes late and I still get like 30 minutes of trailers. I don't know why I, I have to, I'm have to show up 45 minutes s- after to know I'm going to only see. Yeah. Movie. There were some trailers that weren't doing, or excuse me, some theaters that weren't doing trailers before killers or were only doing, you know, one or two because of how long the movie is. Ah. So I didn't want to risk that. And instead, we got a full 25 minutes. So uh, it was cool. Feel free to cut that down, guys. That would be that would be acceptable if the movie's over two and a half hours long. We have YouTube. <laughs> right, right. Appreciate it. But when you just get to the movie I paid to see, that'd be awesome. That's that's very true. Well, a lot of people, believe it or not, and I feel this energy going to the movies every week for 10 years. You, you definitely feel different energy. And when trailers come on. It's amazing when you sense how so many people are seeing some of these for the first time that oh, have yeah. been out for six yeah. months. You could just tell by the reaction, like, <laughs> oh my God, what? I know. I was, like, what's that crappy looking uh, Ryan Reynolds, new, the stunt guy movie, The Fall Guy, mm. uh, that has like a 14 minute trailer that was playing during sports yesterday. I can't wait to roll a new movie in February and have people be like, what? It's like, oh. <laughs> You don't watch you don't watch the NFL. <laughs> yeah, that one's always a litmus test with Lindsay. Is like she's I've not she'll sit it'll be I let's see, I'm trying to think of a good example. Frequently she'll be like, I haven't even heard one thing about this movie. And I'm like, it's been on every single yeah. commercial break for every basketball game I've watched for the yeah. last three months, you know. But they're clearly targeting me, not her. So sure. Mm-hmm. Some sometimes ads just people don't ingest them like they just like their brain turns off when ads come on and they just mm-hmm. for some reason aren't able to remember or recall things. Yeah. I'm jealous That's of those I people. Am. Totally like that. Whopper, 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 whopper. Oh, gosh, yeah. But Lindsay doesn't watch anything that's live TV. She I don't know what ads she would see. You know, it's like 
she's maybe during Big Brother or something. That's about it. She doesn't watch sports, so she doesn't see whatever. I think my parents are like that. And if they're listening, I don't mind uh, saying this. They'll watch so many movies that they have own access to oh, on man. TV all the time. That's one of my stopping down I for never do that. I'm going to watch one time. Yeah. an extra hour of ads just because uh. <laughs> I've scrolled past this when it right. takes literally seven seconds to scroll to yeah. another app and watch it without, without ads in better quality, all that kind of stuff. If it's a There's comedy about it. I love like Step Brothers or something, I might flip to that for up to one commercial break just right. to see whatever bit is currently on the screen, you know, right at that second. But that's it. I, I got to get if only if it's a movie that I don't have access to <laughs> while, while I do that. If I which can is stream it somewhere, them, yeah, none of them. then yeah, so. it's none of them now. So, <laughs> all right. The favorite for film editing is also Oppenheimer. I, I feel like I might be a tiny bit disappointed. And we'll see how the rest of the year goes, obviously. But I want to see Oppenheimer get something that's a non-technical award at the end of this. Like, I think that movie is so great. I think I'll be a little disappointed if it doesn't get, I don't know, actor or screenplay or sure. something like that. Something in the big eight. That is true. We are in technical awards. And maybe the studio got wind of this article and they are re-releasing Oppenheimer to theaters uh, here mm. in a, a couple of weeks, I believe. Nice. It gets another IMAX run for those that didn't catch the big format the first time. So that's cool. I might check that out with the family who a lot didn't get to get to see it. It was, it was a pretty sure. busy time. Costume design, poor things. Oppenheimer also nominated there as well as Barbie. I just think Barbie would have a pretty big shot at, mm-hmm. at costume design. Oppenheimer for cinematography as well mm-hmm. is the favorite. Production design, poor things. Mm. Brian's uh, most anticipated. <laughs> I'm actually vaguely interested in this one. In your, I'm sure within three minutes it'll do something where I'm like, nope, I was I was wrong. <laughs> I'm not going to enjoy this. But looks like kind of a funny trailer. I don't know. Maybe is it not the plot of Barbie. <laughs> Am I the only one getting that from? Maybe. Maybe Barbie plus young, young Frankenstein. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think Yorgos actually is really funny. I just, it's, it's everything else that kind of makes yeah. me crazy. I wish he, so, we've talked about this. I wish he'd go funny more. Yeah. Yeah. If he wins into the comedy, I think that funny. could be an interesting, yeah, it could be a fun time. Then we have animated feature. It's going to be a very competitive one this year with a new studio Gilby film. Coming out, Pixar, of course, Netflix is going to throw their hat in the ring, too. And, I mean, the trolls are going to band together in 2023, dadgummit. But the favorite is Across the Spider-Verse, of course. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. Even though Elemental, I did watch it. Really strong. Don't know why why, uh, more people didn't go see it. It caught on eventually. It did caught on it was very delayed. low key. It ended up making decent money. I feel like that one's going to kill it on streaming or digital. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was like yeah. third of the box office for like forty weeks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just kept trucking along. Yeah. Just day carrying it up. <laughs> <laughs> adapted screenplay. Barbie actually is an adapted here, based on the toys. So mm-hmm. I guess it has oh, to be. Interesting. It's based on a. Intellectual property of any kind, it has to be an adapt. That's interesting. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's why Battleship was nominated for Best for adapted, adapted and won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And won, yeah. And Best Picture. Best Actress, Rihanna. <laughs> the favorite here is Poor Things okay. and Barbie, actually, are a tie for a favorite. Interesting. Okay. What else is on that list? Just a couple more for American Fiction, then Oppenheimer and Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay. Killers, I'm surprised Killers isn't, I mean, obviously I haven't seen Poor Things, but I'm surprised Killers isn't higher up that list. Might be a theme. Original screenplay, The Holdovers is the favorite. Oh man, that's getting good buzz. It is getting yeah. good buzz. That's a return to form, hopefully, for uh, Nebraska's own Alexander Payne. Exactly. And the duo of Payne and Giamatti seems to work. So mm-hmm. maybe he's mm-hmm. figured that out. Let's just do this. Right. Can't also, do a smell of vision screening, no. though. Thank God. Right. Thank God. <laughs> the other favorites here. He's like such a great guy. Just really, I don't know, something about it. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. May, December on Netflix. I think this is the, is Will Ferrell in this one? Natalie uh-huh. Portman? Something like that. Maestro? It's Natalie Portman. It's the Natalie Portman. And past Maestro. lives, Maestro. Maestro, you say? Maestro. Maestro. Okay, I was like, Maestro. I think Maestro's a sneaky Maestro. player. Maestro Circus, the movie. Because <laughs> all the like nerdy, like Spielbergy types that have seen Maestro are freaking out about it. And those right. people tend to run the Academy, so yeah. I feel like if you're looking for value, I don't, I don't think it's a favorite in any of these. I'm not saying it, but if you're like betting value mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. a movie that could just be like higher odds, and then all of a sudden be in contention for a lot of these. That's yeah. one to look at. Should play well on screeners too, which yeah. is you know, big factor on this. I guess less of a factor these days than it used to be, but still since everything is streaming, but yeah. Right. I don't know. I know, but honestly though, Brian, to to not to counter you, but it might be more of a theatrical movie though, be, just because of the the loudness of the music. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Very excited for that. Me too. We need to have a yearly composer movie. How about that? <laughs> Let's make that a thing. I'm good. I'm good. Did on you guys it. see that clip from Tar? Yes. Last year, that's like, <laughs> I, time is mine. Talk, I control the time, and I do the time. Talking about daylight but, savings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> time so starts when I do. When I do. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. Okay. Tar now we're getting into the. It's not as good as I think you should leave, but definitely in the style of I think you should leave, really oversteps its value in terms of meme ability. Tar. Yes. Yeah. You wouldn't think Tar would be a big meme movie, but that they're still doing Tar memes. Like, <laughs> yeah, for the three people that saw it, <laughs> I like the. But, but it's, but <laughs> that's my point, though, right? It's like yeah. doesn't seem yeah, like that kind right. of movie at all, and yeah. it's just like for some yeah. reason just lends itself very much to that forum. It's hilarious. <laughs> There's got to be a scene in Tar that corresponds to Fifty Five Burgers, Fifty Five. <laughs> <laughs> that's gotta be one of the. Lowest odds in terms of like, if you were going to tell me this is going to be the biggest meme movie for the next two years, my favorites so far have been Avatar, which just her and Avatar mixed, and also Young Tar, the Young Sheldon version. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, who would have thought? Like, I'm still laughing at Tar memes 14 months after it came out. It's great. Who would have ever thought? 
Man, if, if gambling was legal in our state, I would bet on t- stupid things like that, like the most weird movie prop bet <laughs> sites. You know, I would not be on online poker and be doing just weird <laughs> Oscar odds. It might do pretty well. All right, we're getting into the big categories now here. Best actress in a supporting role for 2023. The favorite, mm. Divine Joy Randolph from The Holdovers. The nominees, Rosamund Pike for Saltburn. Good to have her back. Yeah. Always. When she gave the best performance of 2013 and then we never saw her again until that Amazon show that sucked. (laughs) That was weird. The Claire Foy uh, syndrome. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. Julianne Moore for May, December. This movie I also mentioned. Mm -hmm. America Ferreira for Barbie. Okay. She had the Oscar speech. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer. Yeah, nice. But we have the holdovers winning, so that must must be a strong, must be strong performance. Pumped. I would have thought Emily Blunt would be the favorite there. Actor in a supporting role. Good list of nominees here. Dominic Sessa from the Holdovers. Robert Downey Jr. Oppenheimer. De Niro. Killers. Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction. And the gauze for Barbie. Heck yeah, let's go. And they have the favorite as the gauze. Let's go. Wow. Gauze RDJ is going to be a fun. I was going to say, I would probably give it to RDJ in terms of what I think will win, but I don't know. Things are different than they used to be. 10 years ago, there's no way. Yeah. Yeah, for but sure. But we'll see. People love gauze. Hollywood loves gauze. They do. They do. How can you not? He's in adorable. any capacity. So will Downey, though, to his credit, probably. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a 5% chance, though, that you're going to catch Downey on a night when he's just feeling like real weird and yeah, it's true. Just super odd. It can go way Gosling's too long. Gosling's going to have, yeah, Gosling's going to crush them all. If, if, if he gets 10 speeches, they're going to be 10 yeah, real good fair. ones. Yeah. I don't believe he has an Oscar yet. Uh, I know he movies he has been involved in do, but. Yeah. And it's man, kind of the, the funniest uh, the thing for Phoenix him. That, thing. That's be the thing. Yeah, Barbie is right. going to get him an right. Academy Award. <laughs> <laughs> He's done all these Denny movies and Chazelle. Gosh, Hollywood man, so funny. Okay, Best Actress. This is also a really strong category. Emma Stone for Poor Things. Carrie Mulligan mm-hmm. for Maestro. Remember Carrie Mulligan mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. in twenty thirteen. Margot Robbie, young, or pr- promising young woman. She was so good in that. She was good. She's she's still hanging around. Yeah. Uh, Margot Robbie for Barbie. Yeah. Ingenue Ellis Taylor for Origin, and Lily Gladstone for Killers. Oh man. And who do you think the favorite is? <sighs> I would lean Gladstone, but I. I mean, I've only seen two of those movies, so but and both of them feature incredible leads. So, yeah, I would go Gladstone probably. Richard, that's tough. I'd probably go Gladstone as well. You're correct. She's the favorite. She was excellent. Okay. Yeah. So far, Ridley completely shut out. No Napoleon. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Best hmm. actor. Tease for best actor there. Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction. Killian Murphy, Oppenheimer, Giamatti, Holdovers, 
Coleman Domingo for Rustin. It says Netflix. And Bradley Cooper yeah. for Maestro. Man, Who do you think's the favorite? And uh, Joaquin out. Wow. Yeah. That's a stacked category, no Leo. Man. I want kill. I mean, again, still haven't seen several of these movies. I th- I walked out of Oppenheimer feeling like, kind of what I said earlier, that movie's going to win so many technical awards, and I think the best part of it is the act- is the performance of the lead. So, um, that's a he'd be getting my vote right now, but haven't seen haven't seen Rustin or Maestro or several of the others. So, yeah, the favorite is Bradley Cooper for Maestro. Yeah, I'm great. seeing the some of the stills here. The old makeup looks pretty good. I don't know if they can nail that, and maybe this will be awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw it was also uh, nominated here. I didn't, we didn't talk about it, but for makeup, it was the lead uh, winner or favorite for mm-hmm. makeup and hair styling. So maybe that's that's why. All right, two more here. Best director, we've got Cord Jefferson, American Fiction, Chris Nolan, Oppenheimer, Scorsese, Killers, Jonathan Glazer, The Zone of Interest. What? A24 movie. Oh. And Greta Gerwig for Barbie. Mm. Who do you think the favorite is? No one for me. Yeah, I'll take no one. You're correct. Okay. I'd be happy with that. I mean, Greta's... Greta, those two movies are both so stinking good. That's an interesting list. American fiction, they're expecting to be really, really good, sounds like. So that's great. I'm excited about that. Love Jeffrey Wright. So this should be a good uh, good time. Absolutely. But yeah, you're right, Ken. I didn't even think about it. There's been no Napoleon so far. Um, that's interesting. There's probably a couple other movies I'm forgetting. That- Ninja Turtles, really? You're not going to nominate it for Best Animated Movie? Come on. Yeah, that's weird. I don't like that. But um, yeah. Um, this isn't real, but real nominations. We're like yeah, outraged yeah, yeah, for sure, at this for article. Sure. Oh, no. There's not much Ferrari in there either, which is, I think, right. is a little surprising as well. Yeah, there's a few. All right. Last category here, best picture. I'll go in alphabetical order. American Fiction, Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, May, December, Oppenheimer, Origin, which is the... Ava DuVernay, Neon Movie, Past Lives, and Poor Things. What do you think mm. the favorite is? Just based on the sheer number of nominations, I, I would probably say Oppenheimer. You are correct. Wow. Can you imagine if in March of 2024, we're still talking op? Be awesome. I don't think, can we push that more? Can we get a June Oscars? Yeah, next August. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, why not? Push it into next you know, August, Oscar season. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this this Oscars can't happen until Barbie 2 comes out, you know? Uh, Some interesting uh, movies that aren't in that consideration at all, really. Like, uh, like well, obviously, we mentioned Napoleon, but Priscilla came out this weekend, got pretty good, review, good reviews, mm. and I think people really like the Nick Cage movie, Dream Scenario. Um Killer they, felt like one that was going to be less of a Oscar contender than you might usually expect from from Fincher, but still, like, just nothing there. That's interesting. Um, and they ha- they haven't screened Aquaman two for critics for yet. Sure. So, <laughs> right, right. Have they seen the Marsh King's daughter? I feel like that probably uh, would would affect things later. later on mm-hmm. uh, mm. 
I imagine Variety has seen almost everything mm-hmm. that's about to come out, uh, with very few exceptions. So, yeah, may, I don't know what to think of this, but it is interesting that Oppenheimer not only is the favorite in a lot of categories, but is like sweeping this year's Oscars, according to industry mm-hmm. insiders. So, be awesome to see that for Nolan, basically almost a year later, getting <laughs> getting awarded for... Oppenheimer would be would be great, and those Barbie and Oppenheimer were the were the movies of the summer, movies of the year, buzz wise. So it would feel disingenuous if not one of them comes out on top. Mm-hmm. All right, few more things we want to hit here before weekly recommends. Did you guys see the trailer for Castle of the Rise of the Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes? Mm-hmm did man i can't wait for this i love this series i love it i'm glad that they're bringing this thing back i think it's gonna be could be a fun time same trailer was cool little teaser trailer 90 seconds richard did you see it Mm -hmm, i did here's my question for you guys about this and what i've been debating because I, i agree i love the trilogy that they did matt reeves was did a great job with that how much did that series and do other Planet of the Apes movies rely on like humans being heavily involved? Because eventually this is going to be just apes all the time, right? Because mm-hmm. it becomes a planet of the apes. Right. So, I mean, I, I really liked those performances in the first movies, how they were kind of anchored on that. So... Will this have humans? To what capacity will they be in? To what capacity will the future movies be in? I love this world. I'm just worried if we get too much apes all the time, I'm not going to like it. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts there? You know, the last one, um, War for the Planet of the... Excuse me. Rise of the Dawn of the War for the Planet of the Apes mm-hmm. uh, was very ape-heavy. There was not... A, you know, there was long stretches of that movie that were no human dialogue and, and a lot of uh, ape sign language and subtitles and stuff. Um, and then like these stretches that were just war, you know, just fighting stuff. Uh, so I get what you're saying. I think they can keep going with this for, for a bit. There's a, obviously there's a, there's a limit to the number of movies that you can do in this world. You, I mean the, the Heston ones in the sixties or whatever was I don't know six or seven of them, I think. Uh, and those were very cheesy, but yeah, I, I think you don't want to pump one of these out every year or every other year, but it's been with the last one come out 2017, I think. So, you, you know, that's a good, it's a good break between them. So you can, you can do another couple of movies here over the next five years and you'd be all right. I think, man, had he not been like fully canceled, how how much would it how great like would it work for the story to bring back franco for these (laughs) i think it would have been uh yeah it would have been an awesome uh you know Mm -hmm. full franco and just cgi his face maybe oh good point maybe they uh, they can deep fake it yeah i i'm with you i'm really excited about this coming soon didn't know it was that close and there it is the trailer what are you more excited for, though, Brian? Kingdom of the Planet of the Dawn of the Apes or Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon Cinematic Universe? Can I just, I just, 
the con the, that guy I'm kind of in awe, honestly, of what a con man he is and how he keeps he just keeps getting away with it. He like, literally have you gone to Snyder Con? Just just there's so many I really do I genuinely, at least on the off the air, you know, we talk crap about everybody, including each other, but I genuinely try to be like, yeah, you know, it's not for me, but you know, whatever. As much as I can, when, at least when it comes to like fandom and stuff, like what you like, all that stuff, I don't understand. I don't understand how people keep falling for this. And there might be some cool stuff in this movie, this this series. I'm sure there'll be some cool visuals. I, I just, I can't handle how much Fig Jam he is and like what he embodies on a daily basis i just i can't do it i don't i don't get it i don't get it at all there's like 14 movies in this series he's I'm like and the whole oh yeah we're gonna gonna make a director's cut out of this i just like <laughs> already announcing movie. the director's cut before a year just before it comes a out freaking functional <laughs> movie that's two hours long just try that first just try that one time and then we can do more of these director. I just, I can't handle it, man. I can't, I don't understand. I don't get it. Well, I mean, you're probably confused because Army of the Dead in Rebel Moon, you're like, there's a lot of cinematic universes. Well, don't worry, Brian. He's clarified that it's the same universe. Oh, cool. Love that. I, I. Thank God. <laughs> I almost just watched a movie without knowing what universe it's in. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Exactly. And reading the graphic novels and the, the anime that's going to come out that's black and white. And I I just don't, don't want to. <laughs> what was the uh, what was the David Ayer work movie? Bright. Uh, Bright. Yeah, this it. OK, I'm genuinely I'm I'm if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I'll if it's great, I'll be like, man, this movie really surprised me. And I'm an idiot. and This was awesome. Seems like it's bright to me. Just from mm. the visual it's his star wars is what you're saying stuff. yeah it's it's his star wars the way he's talking about it yeah it, it it has big david ayer max landis vibes for me so i mean that's literally how he's promoting it that's his star wars so, that's my tinder uh, bio sentence zach snyder's <laughs> rebel moon is your star wars no big big no. max landis vibes it's kind uh, of how i like to lean in Oh, great. Just want to let everyone know where right I stand. up front the yeah. kind of problematics. <laughs> then I can't be judged for it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're if you're open and honest about it up front, then exactly. um, something you can do. You That's know? right. Galaxy brain. <laughs> only only God can judge you, you know. So yeah, I'm not excited. I'm not excited. Be good. That's fine. If it's good, it's good. I'll be I'll be thrilled. Uh I just, I can't, I don't, I don't like the Snyder machines. Not, not a fan, not a fan. I'm sure somebody will tell me to go kill myself now. So that's fine. Um, you, I can handle it. <laughs> Did you, I mean, some more background on the Snyder cut situation has come out since that all went down. Uh, did you hear that there was, I mean, my perspective on it the whole time and going back to, do you see even the rumors like there is no Snyder cut? It doesn't exist. It's all it's all a, basically an internet thing that he made up to get people uh -huh. riled up. And I really believed that up until it came out and everyone was saying, oh, yeah, it did exist. Well, it turns out I was right. It did not exist. He stole the hard drives 
from the studio and went to his house like during the pandemic and edited it himself. And then was like, oh yeah, by the way, there's a Snyder cut. And so he might get sued by the studio for basically taking their property off the premises to do this whole situation. Yeah, they made money on it, but like he did not go about it in the right way at all, which is surprising for him. I mean, he usually yeah, he's goes about it in the right ways. Right, right. So just what a con, guys. That's all I'm saying. Just. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. I think that's enough movie news, rumors, rumblings roundup for one week. When they stack up again, we will discuss them here, as always. Before we get out of here, though, let's hit a weekly recommend. Weekly recommend. What you got for us, Brian? Recommend a podcast. Um, unless one of y'all recommended this last week. I don't think you did, but I've, I've forgotten if, if you have. Unless it's Bill uh, Maher's pod, no. We did not recommend it. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, he had Neil deGrasse Tyson on, and um, I let me tell a you, Sunday tradition set a record for the most the most number of times someone said "well, actually" in a one hour conversation. Um, My favorite Sunday tradition is just blasting those over to you. Both. It really it's funny it's, every week. Somehow it tops itself every week. Every week. Every week. Um, Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Uh, did an episode last two weeks ago, I think, with. Dave, American Treasure Dave Grohl and uh, Chris Novoselic and talked about the 30th anniversary of Nirvana's In Utero, and it was a great combo. I'm always pumped when when Grohl's on any show, podcast, or talk show or whatever. He's such a great, great guest and a fun fun talker. Um, yeah, but having having the three of them talk about uh, about an album that's now 30 years old and that makes me feel. Just and Steve Albini too, by the way, uh, the producer of the uh, of that record. Just a huge seminal record, very important, obviously. And um, being having that be thirty years old makes me feel just horrible about everything. But lots of good conversation about about the record and the making of it. I thought Conan did a really good job of asking questions about the music and the way that the album was put together in addition to asking questions about the band and Kurt and where things were at at that point and stuff, I feel like frequently when you talk about, and I totally understand it because I, I fall into this trap a little bit too. It's like, I think a lot of times when you talk about Nevermind or In Utero or the band in general, you end up focusing so much on Kurt and the, you know, and his addiction and his, the pain that he was in at that point And, you sort of forget to talk about how great these albums are and, uh, and that the technical side of that to a, to a level that I can understand. Cause I'm not a, an audio technical person. Um, I'm sure like for Kent, 
they could have gone into much greater detail on the episode about the technical side of it. And you would have loved it for me. It probably went as close to as far as I can go with like me understanding what they're talking about really. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it did a really good job of bouncing back and forth between those things and not just settling in on how sad it was that this like kind of, I don't know, genius was the, what he was going through at this time and, and the way that the band was, um, kind of falling apart a little bit and, and all that stuff. So I think I've read every, just about every book on Nirvana and, and the, the grunge era, um, over the years. And, but it's always nice to kind of revisit it, especially with, um, sort of fresh, fresh ears or fresh eyes and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I thought Conan did a really good job with the, with the interview and, uh, all three of them had some some really interesting stuff to say. Grohl's always the best in that situation, but uh, but it was a yeah, it's a really good really good podcast. So Conan O'Brien needs a friend. The the uh, Dave Grohl episode from a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Albini talked a lot. I wish he didn't, but like a lot of the stuff was really insightful. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought an interesting part of it was just the fact that they had to go record it in the middle of nowhere because Kurt yeah. was an addict and like the further away from city life he was the better. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, we talk about, you know, music biopics or, you know, documentaries like get back. That's very high on the list of ones I would want to see would be the in utero sessions, just them and the snow everywhere. And then writing that record and recording it during like his final album Mm -hmm. would be very interesting. To me, but yeah, 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 I agree. Great, yeah. And Conan, I never would have thought Conan would do that, but that just shows you Conan is his interests are far beyond just comedy and comedy mm-hmm. people. Like he uh, mm-hmm. is great, great interviewer. I, I love to. Uh, I, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think Conan. I probably said before. I think Conan is a really genuinely great interviewer. I think sometimes it gets lost in his goofiness and the self deprecation and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, um, he really is a. He gets good good answers from guests. He asks smart questions. Um, and I think he makes people feel comfortable. There are other, especially in the podcast era, there's other, uh, plenty of other, other podcast hosts that do that very well too. And, and the comfortability factor is a huge part of it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like, that's great, but I love, I love Conan's interview style. And, and, uh, this was, yeah, this was a really good one. I felt like. Absolutely. I'm going to throw my recommended here because it's an easy transition. It's a rock and roll documentary. Another one. I know I do these a lot. This one's about the Wiggles. Oh, nice. Have you guys seen this? <laughs> no. I can't wait to. Have you ever, were you, did you ever know of them? Your kids into them, Brian? Anything like that? No, Cooper. Cooper wasn't. I know, but I know what it is. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen an episode, but I, you know, I kind of know the bit. Uh, but yeah, I am interested in seeing. This. I saw this pop up on Plex. Uh, mm-hmm. I intend to check it out before before the end of the year for sure. It's really good. Uh, I mean, not only how successful they were, they go into that goes into their origins. They were only like real bands before the Wiggles, and I mean. Guys, this is prime for documentary now. I mean, just get a kids band with Armisen and Hater and Forte and Mulaney or something and do a. Mm-hmm. This, I'm telling you, I don't know whether to laugh 
or not because they're so into the wiggles the guys in the bands like they're like oh it's the hardest decision of my life leaving the wiggles it's like talking about it like they're in the beatles or something it's like dude you're singing about fruit salad on <laughs> to kids just so their kids to parents so their kids won't cry i mean that's what they're doing it's just like very primed on like a sarcasm laced parody which i would love to see but check out this wiggles doc called hot potato the story of the wiggles streaming now on amazon prime richard what you got yeah i've got a book a memoir that came out about a month ago uh that i just just finished during my travels it's really good it is make it so by patrick stewart i love patrick nice. stewart uh, it's a great uh, audible too because uh, he narrates it and all that, and that's one of the great voices uh, of of all time. But yeah, one of one of the best pop actors and and theater actors and all the things that you would want. And uh, and uh, remembered so much. It reminded me kind of a bit of the Keith Richards memoir from 10, 15 years ago, but not quite as maybe literary as that. But but really, really good and and a huge long crazy career across every different medium. So. Love Patrick Stewart. Love the book. Making it so by Patrick Stewart. Awesome. Great, yeah, Great Rick. I'm gonna. Ch- I, I, I'm glad you read that ahead of me. I almost grabbed that um, this week. Ended up doing something different on Audible, but grab the the B Spears uh, doc instead or a book. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I'm. I, I need to. Uh, I'm. I'm glad you you're enjoying. I. I. Uh, I'll, I'll. I'll definitely hit that one up. That one's. I love Patrick Stewart. All right, there you go. There's weekly recommends, some roundup of news, rumors, rumblings for you. But we've got more coming for you this week in the VIP. We're talking about a movie that's celebrating 10 years. It's the Rachel McAdams time travel movie of the week, About Time. So we'll be discussing that in the VIP. So join us over there, madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. That's the best way to support our show. Make sure we keep doing podcasts and also get a little something for yourself. So check that out over there. Until next time, next week, I believe we're talking Captain Marvel. Yeah. See you at the center. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I've got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. The salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.